Hey, you guys, this is Sarah Kroger, and I'm so excited to be talking to you today. You know, someday I imagine that I will have some incredible intro to this podcast and like theme music and all that kind of stuff. But for right now, I am a mom sitting in the basement just sharing with you the things that have had an impact on me and really changed my perspective and my focus and my understanding of my purpose. All the while, half expecting one of my six kids to bust into the room like winners of some strange competition. You know, the one where they win if they find mom in the most unfortunate circumstance possible. Yep, that's me. But for now, I want you guys to understand that you were loved into existence on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, and that that purpose is greater than just making it to bedtime. So I've kind of become a podcast listening junkie, and um, as a mom of six, I cannot just sit and listen to them to my heart's content and take notes without a care in the world. And frankly, even if you're not a mom of six, everybody's got stuff that they've got to do right. And we cannot just all have someone fan us and feed us grapes and listen to what we want to listen to all day long. Sometimes we like to pretend that we can, but man, the fallout and consequences of that in my life are huge. And so... (laughs) I can't do that very often, but I got to tell you, I have fallen in love with feeding my brain and I squirrel away the little pockets of time where I can do that. And my two favorite pockets of time to listen to a podcast or listen to a talk, a TED talk or something on YouTube is either when I'm down in the barn milking the goats or when I'm taking a shower. And those are funny, both funny times. I love if I have a chance to talk to a person who has delivered a talk or a podcast that I've listened to and tell them that I was listening while I was milking my goats and I get a lot of, well, that's a new one. Um, But both of those times are a little more challenging to uh, take notes, obviously. But I did have somebody send me a waterproof notepad to see if I could take notes while I was in the shower. It's got like suction cups on it and it says that you can use any pen with it. I tried it today and the biggest flaw was when my wet hand made a wet mark on the paper and it didn't damage the paper, but it made it a little hard to write over. So there's a little bit of a learning curve on that one. But you know what? I managed to take notes during my shower (laughs) listening to a podcast. How's that for multitasking? But I I like feeding my brain, but I have discovered that because people say, well, what do you listen to? I really only listen to a handful of things. Um... And I always, uh, the whole point of this podcast is to share with people what I'm learning and what has blessed my life. And so I was going to share a little bit about that, a little bit about that, and then get into our topic for today. So I really, really, first of all, want to appreciate and thank you for listening here and ask you if this is something that is blessing your life that you're getting something out of, would you please share it? And maybe if you're on a platform that allows for reviews or for stars or comments or anything like that, would you consider leaving a review and a comment, a rating of some sort, subscribe, share, that kind of stuff 
moves it forward so that I can get into the ears of more people who would benefit from this kind of a message. If you're willing, I'm on iTunes now, which is exciting. If you'd hop over there and give it a rating, leave a comment, leave a review and subscribe so that more people can be blessed by this. And while you're there, I really love listening to, it's called the Catholic Morning Offering. They do the daily scripture reading and the Saint of the Day some prayers and some reflection. It's just a really beautiful, usually about, I think it's about like 11 minutes, just a nice way to start the day. I love listening to my personal mentor, Brad Bizjack. I just discovered a new podcast. It's not a new podcast. I newly discovered it. Um, Emily Thomas, it's called Mom Struggling Well. It is about as real as it gets. And I have only listened to a couple of episodes, but I really love it. I love Father Mike Schmitz. I love Bob Heilig. I, of course, love the incomparable Rachel Hollis. And today I was listening to a podcast by the unbelievable John C. Maxwell um, about maximizing mentorship. And I really, when you're done here, hop over there and find that episode. It really was incredible. But the best quote from him today was, the value of failure is learning something that changes us. And you guys, I've talked about failure before, whether it's on social media or in a podcast or just in person-to-person conversation. A lot of times people feel like like success is the opposite of failure. So if you turn away from failure and go in the different direction, you are moving towards success. That is so, so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. Running away from failure is more failure. I kid you not. The only way to success is by pushing through that failure. And when he said that the value of failure is learning something that changes us, guys, that's the win. That's the win. Being teachable and learning from your experiences and becoming a better human as a result of what you've gone through, that is the win. And you need to count it that way and you need to not be afraid of that failure. It is so hard. It feels so backwards. I have no idea when we adopted this posture of success being the opposite of failure, but we have, except if you look at anything, if you look at science, if you look at faith, if you look at relationships, if you look at parenting, if you look at jobs, at finances, at anything, success comes when you push through that failure, when you learn something and let it grow you and shape you and mold you. And honestly, I never want to minimize what's going on at the time of this recording. We're on our like 8,000th day of house arrest for the coronavirus of 2020. And I never want to minimize what people are going through and the real, very real struggles that they are having in the midst of this season. But that, that bit about learning something that changes us is the most exciting thing for me in this trying time. Because if a little bit of trial can create growth and change and success in you, how much more growth and change and success can come from a big trial? And let me just tell you, this season dealing with the coronavirus is not the biggest trial that I personally have ever faced. And I'll bet if you stop and think about it, it might not even be the biggest trial that you've ever faced. And at the end of your life, you're going to look back and you're going to remember that this is a season that changed you. It can't not. 
This is a season that changes us. This is a season that is changing our world. And I know that everyone listening comes from different faith backgrounds and not everybody's the same as me, but in my world, this is the first time in my life when going to church was canceled where I lived. I know in other parts of the world, they can't freely go worship in the way that they choose. But guys, the Vatican is closed. <laughs> like there was no public mass for Easter. That's huge. That's huge. And it's a very central thing to me and my family. So I'm not downplaying it at all. This is something that we're going to look back and we're going to mark time by where we were in our life when this hit. So we can look back and look at other times of crisis and you can look at other moments and people who um, remember where they were when they heard about, heard about Pearl Harbor or where we were when we heard about 9-11 or where we were when we experienced the coronavirus or, or how that shaped us. This is a, a time that is going to shape us for the rest of our lives. However, it is probably for most of us not going to be the hardest thing we've ever been through. It's going to be a defining moment, but not the end all be all of our lives. But it is, it is a big thing that has the opportunity to shape us and change us. And so right now where I live in Northern Ohio, we are entering into dandelion season, which depending on what type of a lawn you keep, that might be a fun and whimsical time, or it might be the bane of your existence. Um, again, there's no rightness or wrongness of either of those. It just is on how you look at it. But when I look out at a field of dandelions, it makes me smile. I think about the early food for the bees because where I am, not a lot else is blooming yet. Um, and so it is food for the bees, for the pollinators. It keeps them thriving and so that they can in turn come back and pollinate the things that are going to go in my garden next month. And they can provide honey and flowers and fruit for the rest of the season. And I see this as the beginning of that, the first gift to the bees. We make dandelion tea. You can use the greens for salads or for a, a poultice or a salve for they have healing properties. Or frankly, finding dandelions is just joy in the moment. Having a kid who picks the first flowers they find, which are commonly dandelions or maybe some violets, or we have these little white things that grow in our yard that I don't quite know what they are, but those are the things that my kids find and bring me a bouquet of. And they, guys, when a kid gives you a gift, they don't have much and what they do have, they've chosen to give to you. It is a big, big deal when a kid gives you a dandelion because they have nothing. They have found something that they think is beautiful and they give it to you. I saw a quote today just on social media and it said, um, when you look at a field of dandelions, you can either see a hundred weeds or a thousand wishes. And I was like, oh, if that is not a tagline for what we're doing here, friends, I don't know what is because the circumstances didn't change. It's all in how you look at it. So when you look out at your day, do you see a hundred weeds or do you see a thousand wishes? Because even aside from all the other things that I, I touted as benefits of dandelions, even just the joy in the moment, the joy of sitting and blowing on those seed puffs 
and watching them go out into the world, it's just a peaceful moment. And there's joy in that. And there is time in that. And there's togetherness in that. And there's stillness in that. And there's hope in that. And there's just presence in that. And that is a beautiful thing. But I got to tell you, in a time of crisis, how are you doing? What is happening in your daily life right now? How are you handling all the things, which, by the way, are more than humanly possible for one person to handle? Let's just put that out there. How are you doing? What is your litmus test of of the way it's going this week? And I want to ask you, um, are you sitting in sweats and watching every episode of something on Netflix? Or are you getting dressed each day? Do you have a plan for your day? Are you making it through your shift of this awkward working from home, just waiting until either the school year ends and you can stop remote learning? Or I know that at least in Ohio, school is officially canceled for the rest of the year, but people are remote learning. Are you just waiting to get through it? Are you just waiting to get through this awkward teleworking? Or are you putting your clothes on, taking a shower, and showing up for your life each day? And I, I want to I tread boldly and gently into this topic today because I hear a lot of people talking about like, oh, well, this is a great time to write a book or learn to knit or craft daily or whatever. Guys, I really think that glitter is basically from the devil. And I am never going to tell you that this is the time when you need to do a craft every single day, right? You don't have to suddenly become homeschoolers and love it. You don't have to suddenly anything, right? There's not an expectation because this is something that most of us have really haven't ever done before. It's a new thing for us to navigate. And, and I don't want you to do anything just because someone says so. If someone says, well, this is the time when you should be reading a book every week, or you should be doing more writing, or you should take on a new skill, or you should clean your whole house and organize all your closets. And this is a great time for you to take up sewing. And this is a wonderful time for you to work on your relationship and blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh, that's exhausting. And I don't want you to do it just because someone says so. And as a side note, I feel bad for all of the lovely women who are actually named Karen, because all I can hear in my head is the social media spoof of like, okay, Karen, like this person who's super judgmental and comes in and tells you how you should be doing your life. Because no, I don't want you to do any of that because someone tells you to. But I will say this. Showering and putting on clean clothes and doing your hair does have an impact on you. And so I know you can't see me, but if you follow me on social media, you see plenty of this. This morning I got up and I was in need of a shower when I got up this morning, but I knew that I was going to work out and then go down to the barn. And so it doesn't make sense to take a shower before those two things. So I had a good stretch of the morning where I was... um, Let's just say, you know, best kept at arm's distance. How about that? Um, And so I got up and I did my workout and I went down and milked my goats, came back up and had breakfast and then took a shower. And so now I am showered. I have on clean clothes. It's actually an outfit. I do have on slippers. I'll admit I didn't put on real shoes, but um, I have slippers on, but I am at home. Um, But I have on real clothes and a bra and makeup and I have my hair 
in the process of drying. I have curly hair and so it's pinned up drying, but it will be done once it's done drying. And it has an impact. It has an impact on the way that I come to you because you have no way of knowing what I'm wearing when I'm talking to you. And my inherent value does not lie in the clothes that I wear or whether or not I have on makeup. It doesn't make me more valuable. You don't need to have on makeup to be valuable. But because you did something out of belief in the value of showing up for your life, you present a different you. You present a different you on days that you say, all right, I am going to show up in my life versus days that you're just coasting through the day. And it doesn't mean that you can't have days that are just coasting through your day. I, I had a rough, I've had about one rough day a week during the course of all of this. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I, I have had some rough spots and, and I am probably on my third Netflix season of something, not maybe a whole series, but I've certainly binge watching an entire season of something where I get through it and I feel like five minutes have passed and I've watched the whole season and I'm like, Oh, Oh, that was a lot of time. I will never get back because, whew. but on the days that I am showered and made up, it's not more valuable, but it certainly is more present and it is more easy for me to give my best self because I have already taken that initial step of saying, I am worth this effort. I am worth this effort. And I show up as a different person. I bring different energy to the table. I bring a different I don't know, just structure to myself, to my day, to my priorities, right? I waste less time. Now, I am one who also struggles with linking my value to my productivity. And so there's there's something to be said for just relaxing. <laughs> like I said about the dandelions, there's something to be said for just experiencing the joy of blowing wishes on the white puffs of the dandelions. There's some, there's joy in being in your sweats and hugging your kid and watching a movie, right? But you know the difference between a day that you have made that choice to be slow and a day that you've just succumbed to the sloth. Does that make sense? You know, there's a difference. And you can hear this with two ears. You can hear it with judgmental ears, which is not the way that I intended. Or you can hear it with a, a true desire to have some self-understanding and self-improvement and, and a desire to learn. And from that perspective, you know the difference when you have just succumbed to sloth versus the day that you have chosen to move more slowly. But in all of this, why does it even matter? Why does it matter? Why does it matter if I succumb to the sloth? Why does it matter if I have productivity or bring my best self? Why, what difference does it make? I can't go anywhere. I can't make this virus resolve any faster. I can't do anything. And, and you know, people say, well, like, oh, if you stay home, you are doing something. I'm not, I'm not debating that. That's not what we're here for. But there's a lot of time where you feel like I'm not making it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just here. I'm just existing. I'm just waiting for all this to pass. So what does it matter? Well, it matters because of who you are. It matters because of who you are. Your purpose doesn't disappear in tough times. God knew that this was coming. Now, he did not make it. <laughs> he did not 
intend it. He did not. I mean, and I don't know the will of God and I'm not that presumptuous, but when bad things happen, it doesn't mean that God made them happen, but it does mean that he is all knowing and outside of time. And so even when people act outside of his will, he can see the beginning, the middle and the end in and out of time all at once because he's everywhere in all times, in all places, all at once. And so he, he knew this was coming when you were created and you weren't created in this time by accident. It's not like he was like, Oh crap, crap. There's no way she can handle this. Oh, well, it's too late now. Hope she makes it like, no, you were loved into existence on purpose with purpose for purpose by a God who knows all the things, right? He knew when he created you, what you would struggle with. And what if you leaned into his love and his purpose, what would fortify you? He knew the strengths and weaknesses of your spouse, of your children, of your circumstance, of your state, country, politicians, world. He knew all of that. And it wasn't an accident that you are here right now. And thusly, you cannot just sit and wait to get through something any more than you're, des- than you're designed to just make it to bedtime, right? You were created for more than that, to be more, to love more, to show more, to help more, and to support more of those people around you. And it wasn't an accident, You guys, I feel this in my soul. And as I was writing my notes for this, I had almost like this pukey feeling in my stomach because it feels like electricity running through my entire body. You have a role in this. You are not accidentally here just getting by. And if you're struggling right now, you have a role in this. And if you are crushing it right now, you have a role in this. And if you are unsure right now, you have a role in this. And you are not meant to just hold on and hope you make it. And then at the end, look around the rubble when this is all over and see what you can make out of what's left. No. Oh my gosh. No. Guys, pressure is how diamonds are made. So you need to get stubborn here. You need to get mad and you need to look at the situation and say, this is not going to break me. I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow and I am going to show up. I'm going to show my kids that we are not victims of our circumstance and we are not crumbling when things get hard. That doesn't mean that you have to do some major thing. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and become an essential worker on the front lines. It doesn't mean that you have to do something huge and dramatic. It can mean that you choose to struggle well. You know how you can have an argument without screaming? Did you know that? I'm not very good at doing that, but I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm practicing it. I'm failing. I'm pushing through the failure, regrouping and trying again. But just like that, you can struggle well. You will never, never hear me 
blowing sunshine and telling you to just stuff your problems and put a smile on your face, right? You will never hear me say that. I want you to authentically feel where you are and struggle well. You can be present and not just check out because there are days where I'm like, dude, just let the cartoons roll. Sure, watch one movie and then watch the next one because I am just checking out. So you can be present. You can take a pause before losing your stuff. Do you know a lot of times that's all it takes is just a pause? (sighs) Just a pause. And you can regroup just enough to not swan dive off of the cliff of losing your stuff. And you always have a reset button. But right now, what do you need to do in order to struggle well, in order to not just hold on until it's all over to see what's left? What do you need to do? Well, You need to double down on your personal development. You need to double down on your habits. You need to double down on those things that you do, your routines that help you do your life well. You need to hold closer to what's important. Someone, some famous saint whose name I can't remember right now, of course, said that when you, if you need to pray, if you feel, if you feel like you don't have enough time to pray for 30 minutes, you need to pray for an hour. And it's kind of like, wait, what? Guys, in this time when everything feels out of control, you need to cling more to your habits. In this time when your mean girl in your head is seems to have free reign and a megaphone, you need to double down on your personal development. Shut off the kids' music and make them listen to John C. Maxwell. And they'll get over it. They'll survive. Right? Or put those earbuds in and listen to two podcasts that challenge you to be better and say twice as many affirmations and do an extra workout. I have one girl, my friend Nicole, who has been doing two workouts a day, not because she's punishing her body, but because she has, she's home. She just lost her work to her commute to work. So she's working from home. And so she can work out twice. Because it's something that is part of her routine that helps her keep her focus and helps her show up as her best self. Now, this is not a Karen moment where you have to do two workouts a day. No, that's her thing. What's your thing? What's your thing that helps you show up best in your life? And let me just tell you, it is not 16 episodes of something on television or an extra eight cups of coffee. Those are not the things that help you show up best in your life. You need to get really honest. What are the things to help me show up best in my life? Where do I need to double down? And I really believe when you are really honestly seeking truth, you will find it. Hold on. Hold close to what's important. And you know what? Your goals, setting goals right now is so important. But it's important because of who you are, not because of what you do. Because you need to ask yourself, Who do I want to be when all this is over? Guys, I am simply too stubborn to just wait and see what happens here. You can't tell me who to be. I am going to pre-side who I'm going to be and not just see what's left and rebuild when the dust settles. 
And you know, I am, I am all fired up. And I really hope that you get fired up too. And you start asking, okay, well, what's next? Well, the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, what is it that helps me show up the best? Make a list. Write down what are the things that help me show up the best. And some of them can be little things like breathing some fresh air. If you have lost your outside time because you lost your commute or you lost sitting at your favorite coffee shop or you lost whatever it is that you did in the past to get out, meeting up for a play date in the park or whatever, you still need to get outside and breathe fresh air. Some of us have that built into our lives and some of us don't. And you need that. It is, it is a necessity for you to have that. But what else? What helps you show up best in life? Make that list. Put it somewhere that you can see it. And on the days that you don't want to, force yourself to do a couple of them. Even if your heart's not in it, do them anyway. Do them anyway. It will have an impact. But guys, get a mentor. Find somebody who is standing up in this season, who is living this season well, who is already struggling well, who is learning, who is teaching, who is growing, and who is willing to share that process with you. Enroll in a course that teaches you how to set these meaningful goals. Guys, I teach a course online. You can take it from your house about how to do these things. How do you find out what your purpose is? How do you create a filter through which to pass all the decisions that you make over the course of a year? How do you create goals? How do you build a scaffolding to hold you up and keep you secure while you're stepping out in a new direction? I teach that course. And when you're ready, you enroll in it and you take it to heart. And you start to do those things that have that lasting impact so that you know who you are and you don't have to wait and see. You need to have something that is that scaffolding that holds you up while you are struggling well, while you are journeying. I love you guys and I can't wait to walk with you on this process where you move into and through your purpose in this crazy season. I love you guys and I will talk to you later.